Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This, this is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitech. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Welcome to Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, trusted by 630 Ched. Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more. Digitex.ca, the title sponsor of Oilers Now. You can tell that Patrick's in the house behind the glass today. I've heard that song before, Patrick. Uh, Maybe fill me in on who sings it. That is Greta Von Fleet. They're pretty new still. Okay. they got a big Led Zeppelin sound, as you can tell. They're actually going to be here next month, sometime in September, okay. yeah. Cool. No, it sounded good. Yeah, I it liked is. it, so... Keep coming up with songs like that. Uh, we'll keep letting you pick the music. So, a nice uh, pick there, Patrick. Today on Oilers Now, Matt Larkin will join us from the Hockey News. He is the writer and editor at the Hockey News, and uh, the annual pool guide is out. Their season preview edition is out, so we'll talk to Matt about both of those magazines. I'll tell you this, they are really high on the Calgary Flames, and we'll talk more about that here shortly. Mark Spector will join us in studio from Sportsnet, and uh, he'll join us for an hour for Horse Racing Alberta. HRA celebrate the biggest day in Western Canadian racing, the 89th running of the Canadian Derby, Saturday, August 25th at North Lines Park. We also have Dave Campbell on the program today at 135 to set up the Eskimos game. They are in Hamilton to take on the Tiger Cats. CJ Gable is back, a revenge game for him, and uh, you can bet he'll be hungry after watching Shaq Cooper do what he did last uh, week when he had to sit out and Cooper came in and uh, looked really good, but uh, he is uh, off the roster this week. Gable is 
back. So we'll talk more about that with Dave Campbell at 135. You can call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have April wine on September 2nd. They also have Steve Earle and the Dukes, the 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road on September 23rd. And you can text us, 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are going to uh, get into NHL today here very quickly on the show because Matt Larkin is coming up in about four minutes or so. And uh, when Matt is on, we'll talk about all the predictions for the Oilers. Do they have the Oilers in the playoffs? Uh, Where do they have McDavid finishing in the scoring race? I hinted at the Calgary Flames uh, being high up in uh, the the standings when it comes to the hockey news. So we'll talk about all of that and more with Matt at 12.15. But right now we do have Brad Whisker in studio. He's helping produce the show this week. And uh, he has NHL today for elite promotional marketing more than just sportswear. Thanks, Brendan. Vancouver Canucks GM Jim Benning has quickly put an end to rumors that the team was kicking tires on Ottawa Senators defenseman Eric Carlson. It was reported yesterday that the Canucks were interested in Carlson, but Benning says there is no truth to the rumor. Benning went on to say there's no chance he is trading next year's draft picks. Vancouver is the host of the 2019 NHL entry draft. As for Eric Carlson, he apparently has no interest in signing an extension with a Canadian team, seems determined to head to the United States. Philadelphia Flyers forward Sean Couturier is expected to miss the start of training camp after sustaining an injury in a charity hockey game. Flyers GM Ron Hextall is calling it a lower body injury. Couturier broke out last season, posting career highs in goals, assists, and points. The Toronto Maple Leafs have added an Olympian to its staff. Haley Wickenheiser has been hired as the team's new assistant director of player development. While representing Canada in international play, Wickenheiser won four Olympic gold medals and seven world championship golds. The Arizona Coyotes plan to give Alex Galchenyuk a shot to play center this upcoming season. Galchenyuk was traded to the Montreal Canadiens to Arizona in exchange for Max Domi earlier this summer. The 24-year-old played all 82 games last season for Montreal, racking up 51 points. And Washington Capitals forward Chandler Stevenson is taking the Stanley Cup to Humboldt tomorrow. It's all part of Humboldt Hockey Day, an initiative organized by the NHL and the Players Association to celebrate the strength and resilience of the town that, as you know, was rocked earlier this year by that fatal bus crash. Brendan? Love Stevenson, and that's a great gesture to uh, bring the cup to uh, Humboldt. Also, it's interesting that uh, you know Vancouver shot down those uh, rumors for uh, Carlson so quickly, and uh, we'll talk more about that with Mark Spector. We were going to get someone on from Vancouver to talk about the Carlson rumors, but now I don't think we need to. So it is interesting, though. I don't think Elliot Friedman put that out there for no reason. He obviously heard it from someone, so maybe there is a little bit of smoke there, but uh, maybe not enough fire. So we'll wait and see on that front. We do have Matt Larkin. Ready to go here on the phone from the Hockey News. Matt Larkin is the uh, writer and editor at the Hockey News. And uh, it's a great time for hockey fans right now as the pool guide is uh, in stores from the Hockey News and also uh, the season preview. Matt, uh, I'm sure you guys are really excited as well right about now. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, it's a fun time of year. It's prediction season. Hope springs eternal. And uh Sometimes it's fun to get a little bold and make some uh, exciting prognostications for players or teams as well. 
Okay, so give me something bold then, right off the hop. You can go any route you want. Give me something bold. <laughs> well, let's stick with the Edmonton Oilers, since the Edmonton show, for starters. Uh, I like Ryan Nugent Hopkins as my favorite sleeper pick in fantasy leagues. He's still pretty high profile, so he's not a deep sleeper. But I still define a sleeper as a guy, if you can get him earlier or later than expected, and he's going to produce like someone who you should take earlier, then that's a sleeper. And I think the news, he showed great chemistry with Connor McDavid late in the season, 15 points, 13 games. They stayed together at the World Championship, developed that chemistry further. So I really do think that the news is going to entrench himself as McDavid's regular left winger. Uh, and I think we're going to see the best season of Ryan Newton-Hopkins' career. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great prediction. And uh, I noticed, though, Matt, um, I know this is a collection of people that actually come together and, uh, you know, finalize uh, a point projection for a player. Uh, but I think you guys have Nugent Hopkins at 60. So are you higher than that number on Nugent Hopkins, or are you about uh, around 60? I am higher, and uh, I can clarify the projections. So the entire magazine we put together as a staff, but the actual point projections are done by one guy named Murray Townsend. Uh, and often he's right, um, but we don't have to agree on every single number. And the news, that would be an example where I'm expecting something higher. At the same time, uh, if you're playing in a fantasy league, you don't want to over-forecast and assume that the news is going to get 80 points. I think he can get 80 points, but you're better off drafting him for that 60-point floor. And if he gets 70, 80, then it's a bonus. But uh, if you're projecting higher, assuming he's automatically going to have that monster season you end up reaching so you do have to be careful absolutely well on that note uh you mentioned uh, nuge likely playing with mcdavid there so you have Connor mcdavid uh to win the scoring race the magazine uh, has him at 118 or no 114 i believe and you have him at 118 is that correct uh, I, I have my believe at 118. Magazine yeah. as a whole, we've got him at 114. Um, and I mean, I, as, I, as Connor told me about a month ago, because I was telling him, you and Wayne Gretzky are the only two guys to ever win the scoring title uh, twice by age 21. And he said, hey, I'm not done getting better. So that's scary to think about. Huh. David has not yet reached that ceiling, and he's reaching a point in fantasy leagues. If you play fantasy baseball, McDavid's almost like Mike Trout. He's so far ahead of the competition that it's almost unfair to have him. It's like having a player and a half. Uh, how many goals do you have, McDavid, getting? Can he get to 50 if you're talking about him having that other level still? I think he showed it late last season especially that he has the ability to be a finisher. And, and even compared to his, to his first couple of seasons, uh, he's further developing that ability to score goals. Um, he strikes me as someone like Sidney Crosby who can turn a switch on and off, and you might see the goal totals fluctuate because both players are so good at making everyone around them better. And even Wayne Gretzky, we saw in the second half of Gretzky's career, he got a lot more of assists, even though he was scoring a ton of goals early. Uh, so with McDavid, is he capable of scoring 50 goals? Yes. Um, I don't think he's going to do it this year. I think 40 is a good estimation, maybe even 35, because he's still going to be trying to control the entire game and make his teammates better. Chatting with Matt Larkin here from the Hockey News. Uh, you have uh, Leon Dreisaitl in the magazine at 75, and uh, we do expect uh, Dreisaitl to center uh, the Oilers' second line. We don't know uh, what his line mates will look like until the season starts. Um, he'll be on the first power play, though, with McDavid, and you guys have him at uh, 75. So I guess are you uh, in around that number, Matt, as well, or are you higher or lower on Dreisaitl? I think that number's about right. And it's interesting, uh, a year ago, there was sort of dry side mania, even in fantasy leagues. He was probably almost a first-round pick because he was playing a lot on McDavid's right side. Now he's entrenched himself as a number-two center. 
And I think it actually provides a, a good bargain opportunity for, for pool players because people forget, like, they called Leon Dreisettle the Wayne Gretzky of Germany for a reason. He was still a very high-end prospect, third overall pick in 2014, a uh, very special player in his own right, and he also has the ability to make others around him better. He's a dominant center. Uh, so even without McDavid, I think Dreisettle is going to be a consistent seven. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 70 point type player. Uh, so I like him in fantasy leagues because I think some of that shine has worn off him compared to a year ago. We'll get to some other uh, players on other teams here in a second. I also want to ask you about uh, the Pacific Division and the Calgary Flames, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, give me a breakout guy from the Oilers. It can be for fantasy or pool leagues uh, and a bust from the Oilers. Sure, absolutely. Um, in terms of breakout, I mean, it's going to be whoever wins the battle for the right wing spot alongside Connor McDavid. Um, my money's on Kyler Yamamoto because he's got the wheels to hang with McDavid. He got a little taste of it last season. I think this year he's going to continue to wow in, in camp in the preseason. I think he's going to make the team, and I think he's going to get that first crack at being McDavid's right winger. Uh, Tobias Reader's a guy I'd keep an eye on as well. He might not even be on the first two lines, but he could end up playing the right side with McDavid because he's a versatile guy. He can play all three forward positions. Uh, in terms of a bust pick for the Oilers, I think I'm going to say Jesse Pugliarvi. Um And Pugliarvi is he's supposed to be this dominant prospect. He was almost a second overall pick in 2016. He was talked up as almost interchangeable with Patrick Laine most of that season. He fell to the number four spot, and it just seems like he hasn't gotten his game off the ground. He hasn't shown signs yet of that breakout. So he's a guy that he's still got that name brand for a pool player as a breakout pick, but I'd rather go with the, the less ballyhooed prospect, which would be Yamamoto over Pugliarvi. Uh, Matthews Tavares, quickly, let's just stick with the point totals here. We'll get through a bunch of guys. Um, give me your numbers for Matthews Tavares uh, from Toronto, and who uh, is higher on the list uh, between those two guys? I expect them to have almost identical numbers across <laughs> the board. Uh, maybe, you know, somewhere in the range of 35, 40 goals, 80 points each. Um, they're, you know, they're going to have to share the role of this sort of one and one a center but they're also going to produce uh, matchup nightmares for other teams. So they're going to kind of insulate each other in the lineup, right? So they're going to probably take turns getting better matchups game to game. So I expect a big season for both guys. And Austin Matthews, I think, is going to have the bigger goal total. He very quietly leads the league in even strength goals since he debuted uh, two seasons ago. So I think Matthews is going to get back to the 40-goal plateau. Uh, But on the Leafs, the very clear breakout guy is Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that could end up exploding and getting, you know, I think his career high is about 69 points in that range, but I could see Marner making that leap to the 80-point range. He's slated to play 
with John Tavares. That was a key selling point of getting Tavares to come, uh, the opportunity to play with a shifty, creative guy like Marner. So I definitely believe we're going to see a monster season from Mitch Marner. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you 100% on that. I was going to say perhaps Marner, you know, ends up with the most points on the Leafs when it's all said and done this season. So we'll see what happens uh, on that front. Uh, what else can we hit on? Maybe give me uh, your rookie with the most points this season and who wins the Calder. Ooh, I like Elias Pettersson in Vancouver. Um, one of the most dominant players for his age ever. Actually, the most dominant player for his age ever in the Swedish league. Won the scoring title, most points per game, uh, in at worst the top four league in the world. Um, really showing that he can be a dominant center and, and the successor to Henrik Sedin in Vancouver. I, I suspect he makes that team. And by the year's end, I think he's even going to surpass Bo Horvat as the number one center because Horvat's more of a two-way guy. But I think the long-term connection we're going to see is Pedersen to Brock Besser. So Pedersen's my guy. A lot of people might say, what about Rasmus Dahlin in Buffalo? But people forget um, that expectations for a teenage defenseman, we have to be realistic, uh, only two defensemen ever at the age of 18 have even scored 40 points in a season. Um, I think it's Phil Housley and Bobby Orr, if I'm not mistaken. So wow. even if Rasmus Dahlin is a 35-point player at 18, that's still incredible. Aaron Eckblad was a 39-point player at 18, and he was considered incredible for his year. Calder Trophy, right? Uh, so we have to treat Dahlin the same way and try to be realistic. Um, that's why I like Pedersen, sort of the less-hyped guy to sneak in and, and take that Calder this year. Chatting with Matt Larkin here from the Hockey News. And uh, in the Hockey News, the pool edition, you guys do have uh, a feature where you ask the experts a bunch of questions. One of those questions was the Battle of Alberta, Matt. And uh, this is Edmonton Radio. But uh, five of the six guys went with Calgary, uh, finishing ahead of the Oilers this season. And to be honest, I agree with you guys, despite this being an Oilers show. I do think the Oilers will be in the mix to make the playoffs, but I think Calgary will you know, end up being one of the top three teams in the Pacific. I really like the changes uh, they made this offseason, but uh, you can explain more on that, why you guys are so high on Calgary, and maybe don't spoil it, because we'll talk more about them in a second, but uh, in terms of this question, why do you have Calgary ahead of Edmonton? Yeah, it's a matter especially of just what changes both teams made, and the Oilers were fairly conservative this offseason, right? You brought back Kyle Brodziak, and you drafted Evan Bouchard, you signed Nico Koskinen to be a backup goalie, you signed Tobias Reeder, um, nothing too crazy. Whereas Calgary, I think, was one of the most active teams. You've got James Neal coming in, you've got Elias Lindholm, so one of those two probably slots under the first line with Monaghan and control. And you lose Dougie Hamilton, you gain Noah Hannafin, who's younger. Uh, I just really like what the Flames have done. And they were also pretty unlucky last year in terms of injuries. You had Mike Smith, who was playing very well before he went down. He was terrible when he came back. Maybe he came back too early, trying to keep the team alive. Sean Monaghan had four surgeries this offseason. That's how beaten up his body was. Uh, Matthew Kinchuk got concussed. TJ Brody got concussed. So there was a lot of bad luck with Calgary, and I think they should have slightly better injury luck, plus all the additions they made. So that's why I like the Flames to do better than Edmonton this time around. And in the uh, season preview uh, Hockey News edition, you guys also have Calgary going to the conference finals and finishing first in the Pacific. So you guys like Calgary a lot. Yeah, we do. I mean, if you look at the roster, they have a nice blend. They've added some veteran talent. Even Derek Ryan is quite a luxurious third or fourth line center. Uh, And... 
they have a nice blend where they've got those veterans, but also an, a young core to build around. Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monaghan, I think those two, if healthy, are going to have their best season yet because they're finally going to have more of an offensive line mate on the right side, with all due respect to Michael Furland. And the rest of the Pacific Division is really in flux. I think this is the, the toughest division to handicap this year. The Sharks, to me, are the only team that looks predictable. I think they're somewhat unspectacular, veteran team. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they're not going to be dominant. But the rest is you may as well put the teams in a blender. You know, we don't know how far along Vancouver is going to be in their rebuild. We don't know how far along Arizona is going to be. And the Oilers, two years ago, looked dominant. We picked them to go to the Stanley Cup final, and the same team flops. So are they a bounce-back candidate, or was last year the real version of the Oilers? And you've got the Kings and Ducks, who are two teams that are aging, possibly trending downward, especially with their forward groups. And then you've got Vegas. What do you do with Vegas? Were they for real last year? It's very tough to say. So uh, it, it's going to be a division where I think we could see it turned on its head, just like it was last year. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, San Jose and Calgary are locks in the Pacific after that. Uh, I don't know who's going to make it. And maybe only one of those teams makes the playoffs because I, I could see both uh, wildcard teams coming from the Central Division. How do you handicap that division? Like, There's just seven really good teams there. Uh, if you still consider Chicago being a good team, I know they didn't make the playoffs last year. I don't know where they're heading, but uh, the other teams in that division could all be playoff teams. Yeah, it's another very tough division. I think that the Central is changing, however. Uh, you have two, in my opinion, two of the top four or five teams in the NHL, maybe even two of the top three, maybe even the two best teams in the NHL in Winnipeg and Nashville in that division, and I think they're going to start beating up on the other teams in their division. So I expect we're going to see Chicago stay at the bottom. I think their time has come and gone, and that's okay. They won three Stanley Cups. There's no shame in that. Um, but it's time for Chicago to be the basement dweller of that division. I expect a bit of a regression from Colorado because they're very dependent on their top line, and they're rebuilding. They're not trying to rush it. Joe Sackick's pretty conservative in the offseason. Uh, and Minnesota's sort of a team that reminds me of San Jose in that they're sort of stuck in neutral. They have a good veteran group, but they can't get over the hump, and I don't think they've done enough this offseason to change that. Uh, St. Louis is a team I think is on the rise. I think uh, the Blues and Calgary are probably the two most improved teams this offseason, maybe Buffalo as well. But the Blues were very aggressive. And in addition to adding some great veteran players like Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Patrick Maroon, they have some great young forwards that could make the team too, Robert Thomas or Jordan Kiru, Clem Coston. So the Blues look like, to me, a breakout team. Uh, and Dallas, it's make or break year for them as long as Tyler Sagan is unsigned. I think they're a bit, they're kind of a middle of the pack. But to me, this division belongs to Winnipeg and Nashville, lording above the other teams. Matt, we will leave it at that. We are late for our, our news break, but I really appreciate you coming on. We don't want to spoil the entire magazine, so uh, you can go out and get these uh, in stores right now or also purchase online. Uh, if you want to provide any information on picking up a magazine, then you can right now before we let you go. Absolutely. The link, you go to our website and you go to uh, subscription services, you'll find our special issues section and you can get the pool guide and also the THN yearbook. Awesome stuff, Matt. Appreciate your time. We'll do it again uh, throughout the season. It should be a fun one and we're getting close, but uh, thanks for taking some time today. Thanks. My pleasure. That's Matt Larkin from the Hockey News. We bring him on uh, about this time every year to talk about the uh, Hockey News editions, and uh, we bring him on throughout the season as well. We love uh, the Hockey News, and you can get those uh, editions in stores right now. We're way late for the news, Patrick. I'm sorry, my man, but uh, you'll have to move a few commercials after the 12.30 news update. I think Bob Layton uh, is doing the news today, so he'll fill you in with that. When we come back, Mark Spector in studio. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. 
on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.